0: Hi, I'm Heaven, and welcome to the Free Spirited Birth Podcast, where we discuss all things pregnancy, birth, and postpartum through a holistic lens. I am a certified holistic doula and Reiki teacher, and strongly believe in reclaiming our power as women and trusting in our bodies through birth. So without further ado, let's get right on into this episode. Hello, hello, hello. I am so excited for this episode. Oh my goodness. This episode is so special because one, it is almost like the launch to a whole series that I will be hosting on this podcast where we talk about positive and beautiful birth stories. I know when I was pregnant, I really... Wished I would have found something like this. There are podcasts out there, but I figured why not make it an easy resource for mamas to come and just sit with these birth stories and see how they make them feel because I find that is so important. And another reason why this episode is so special to me is because it's with one of my best friends, Claudia. Kai Kai is here yes bud he absolutely loves her as well so I'll let him say his piece <laughs> he got camera, camera shy he got microphone shy me and Clouds were both pregnant at the exact same time which just made it so much more fun our due dates were a few weeks apart um, and it was so special so so special we got to just talk about the beautiful journey that is pregnancy and have someone walk alongside that with you who's also your best friend. Sorry. Kai is uh, very passionate in the background. He is supposed to be napping right now, but here, here we are. He's very excited about my microphone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Clouds is absolutely killing the mom journey, the the journey into especially early motherhood, but she's doing it all solo as well. She is the sole and only provider for her baby and baby Callie. Callie, which is so funny. Callan is his name. Yes, you love Callan. And I just find it so – oh, my – he's clearly found his – this is a new skill, our latest sleep regression has meant he has learned this new laugh. This new sound. And it's it's nice. But oh my goodness. <laughs> but yes. Clouds is absolutely freaking killing it. And her birth. She absolutely killed that as well. Like she just went into it. And trusted her body. We're going to get into her story. Because it it deserves to take up all of the space. And I hope that you feel inspired by her birth. I know she loved her birth. I know she would birth again, if she could and if she wants to, maybe in the future. Um, Yes, my love. Um, So I want to get into that. Let's get into that. Claudia, I absolutely freaking love you so much and you are so powerful. You are the definition of just the mama who does it all because you truly do. You inspire the crap out of me and the ways that you show up for Callan. He is truly blessed to have you as his mama. I love you. Okay, let's get into this episode. Okay, I've got Claudia here with us, and I'm so freaking excited. We were just chatting, and she's she's come prepared with the goods for the podcast episode. So if you want to just introduce yourself, um, what you kind of do, all of that good stuff, feel free to take over the mic.
1: I feel like this is the question that everyone hates, like introduce yourself. So first off, I'm gonna apologize cause I am English and I feel like I say like all the time. I feel like it's a very British thing to do. You just sit there saying like, um, so yeah. So I, what do I do? I'm a mom. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty much what I do 24 seven. Um, My son is about three weeks older than Hev, so Callan is eight months and a bit now. Um, I am currently training to be a bookkeeper, which isn't like a librarian, which I've found a lot of people think it is. They look at me like, you're training to be a librarian? I'm like, no, it's like a baby accountant. Um, So that's what I'm currently training to do, but I've done all sorts. I've been swimming teacher, gymnastics coach, carer. Did tarot readings for quite a while, some spiritual coaching, a little bit of everything. I've got so many certificates. I've done my breathwork facilitator, shamanism, um, what else have I done? General loads of coaching. Oh, NLP, mm-hmm. trauma coaching. Lots of good stuff.
0: Love it. A jack of all trades, which I feel like mom's like, you have all the tools now. Whenever Callan needs it, you've got the answers.
1: I'm gonna be like no that's not true that's a filter use this breathwork method (laughs) let's see what the cards say (laughs) there'll just be loads of stuff
0: (laughs) it's so good honestly that is just I feel like life when you're multi-passionate it's like oh that's interesting I'm gonna learn more oh that's interesting let me see what that's about and it's just like we don't hold back
1: no and I love it because I hated school like I absolutely hated it I hated everyone I went to school with I just I didn't I sort of try to make myself fit in with the cool kids, but I'm definitely not a cool kid. Yeah. Um, Dyslexia. So when they were like, sit down, remember what I've taught you for the last two years in an hour. Couldn't do that. So then when I left school and I was like, I can choose what I get to learn now. So I think that's why I sort of go crazy with courses. I'm a big believer that you don't need certificates in majority of spiritual holistic stuff. But for me, being able to study what I really enjoy. Like I'm like a little nerd. I like sit there and I'm like, oh, let's take notes. Let's do this. And I love it, which is so funny because at school I would have done anything to avoid doing that.
0: (laughs) Yes, I, we would have been such good friends in school because I am the exact same, such a nerd, especially when it comes to learning like spiritual holistic things. There's just, it's, you'll never know all of it, but I want to try.
1: (laughs) Yes, literally.
0: Okay, let's bring it into the reason we're here, which I'm so excited to hear you talk about it again. Have you talked about your birth much since it happened?
1: Um, I feel like my friends would probably say yes because as you guys will find out, I loved my birth. I would give birth every single day for the rest of my life if I could. It was the most amazing thing I've ever done. So I think I probably have talked about it quite a lot, but I don't know how in depth I go because I am conscious that some people aren't that interested in hearing about how I gave birth
0: I feel like we always need to be talking about birth that's just like one of the most important things I I do know though there are some people who are highly uncomfortable when it comes to birth so that's why I hope they hear stories like yours and they're like "Ooh, that's actually so beautiful and so peaceful um yeah if you want to get into where you feel like your birth starts I'm curious to know where you feel like it starts because of course we're friends and I got a different side to all of it so (laughs) I'm so here for this story too. Yeah I mean Hev was
1: very involved with my pregnancy from the start I think she was the second person I told um so Hev's been there from day one and actually Hev was the last person I spoke to before I went into labour I was sat on this very bed I sent you a picture Mm -hmm. the day before I went into labour and I was drinking a cup of tea, had my hair up and everything. And I said that you've been like, oh, I just can't wait to meet him. And this was at, oh my God, it must've been like 11 o'clock. So similar to this time we're calling now, or my time. Yeah. Um, And one week prior, I was actually at a gymnastics competition. I was helping out, obviously. I wasn't competing or anything. <laughs> so I was 37 weeks when I was at this gym competition and I started feeling pains And they were different to anything I'd felt before. Like it wasn't just uncomfortable. It wasn't him kicking, anything like that, because bloody hell did that child kick. Um, And I remember being like, I was sat down and I was really uncomfortable. And I was like, right, sitting is not the one for me. So I stood up. And I didn't realise what I was doing. But after about two minutes, I realised I was just fully swaying. And I was like, what am I doing? Like in the middle of like this arena with loads of people, there's me just swaying. And I was like, mm, this isn't 100% right. So I was like, I think it's best that I go because I need to rest. Obviously, I was in a very bright environment with hundreds of people. And it just, it just I just wasn't comfortable there. So I left and I remember getting in the car and I phoned my mum and I was like, "Mom, I think I'm going into labour. And I was panicking because I was still an hour away and I was like, I'm going to have to pull over on the side of the road. I'm going to have to pull over. And she was like, just breathe. You'll be fine. Just keep driving. And I was driving to my friends at this point because she was like, just come here and you can lay on the sofa sort of thing. And after about an hour they went. So and I think that was the one and only time I had Braxton Hicks. I didn't have them. You know, some people sort of say they have twinges yeah. for weeks, if not months. I didn't have that. It was just that one time when I thought it was labor.
0: Goodness. it's um, that's so interesting. And I just want to say it's so funny that so many women's fear is to give birth in the car. When you're in the car and you're like, "I'm feeling it. Oh no, what's gonna happen?" <laughs> like you'll give birth in the car, but for so many, that's just terrifying for some reason. No, I think. I, th- I don't think
1: it wasn't so much the car, it was the fact that I was on my own, so I was like, I'm going to have to pull over on the side, and like, either some random is going to stop and be like, are you okay? And I'm going to be like, no, I'm having a baby! Or I was just going to be like, yeah, I'll do it all on my own.
0: <laughs> imagine that, imagine you're by yourself in your car and just giving birth. That's um, the most undisturbed birth, I think. Yeah, I would be like, so. that's amazing, but... <laughs>
1: If he was on a nice road, I was on a really horrible British <laughs> motorway with cars going straight so yeah. past. Maybe not that one. Maybe not like really. the trail roads round by you. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful.
0: <laughs> that would be like out in nature, undisturbed, just leaving your body to do it. Yes. That's yes. Yes.
1: Chef so, yes. So that was the weekend before. I then went to sleep on. So week on, on the Sunday evening, went to sleep. Absolutely fine. I woke up at, hold on, let me read my notes. I did a journal entry like two days after I gave birth because I wanted to remember it all. So 4:24 a.m. I woke up and I literally sat up and went, something's gonna happen. And I ran to my bathroom at 38 weeks pregnant. So ran, ran into the bathroom, and my water just went gush. It was sort of like in the films. I know everyone says it's not like in the films when they gush. Mine absolutely just popped and just went. But it was so strange that I knew something was going to happen before it happened. Because you always hear like people wake up and the bed's wet or they don't know it's going to happen. I fully knew something was going to happen. So I got to the bathroom. And I'd always wondered, oh, when your waters break, like, well, you know, they've broken sort of thing. And I know it's different for everyone. But oh, my God, did I know they broken like they like they don't stop either. It's not like they break and you have a gush. That's it. No, no, no. It's like
0: gushing for three hours. (laughs) Oh, yes. And it is like constant just liquid coming out. It's not. Yeah. For most women, it's actually like that. It's I have goosebumps while you're saying that, like just intuitively you knew it was happening. No,
1: and I still I still think that's so special. Like I love that I'd got that in tune with my body, or Helen was able to say to me, like, Mom, wake up, something's gonna happen. <laughs> like oh. But I just love that. And then so I rang my mum and I was like, Are you ready? <laughs> like this. And she was like, Oh, exciting. <laughs> so she was driving over. And then I rang my best friend Grace, who is my other birth partner. Um, and I was like my water's just broke. She was like, she was whispering because her fiance there. She was like, okay, I'm going to pack my bag and I'll be on my way. <laughs> so everyone was coming over. I was like, oh, I'm going to put on The Office. It's my favorite program, the I US like version. That. And I was sat with my dog. who sat on the recliner chair.
0: It was so peaceful.
1: Absolutely. I you don't
0: seem like you were panicked or freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, this is happening. You were just at peace.
1: I actually I actually have a photo and I'm like holding the side of my face of like my mouth open in excitement like oh my god I was I didn't feel any fear whatsoever like I was absolutely fine and like I said I was literally chilling on my chair like if you'd have walked in you'd have just thought oh pregnant lady sitting down like but it was so nice like I said I was having cuddles with my dog I did ring so I always knew I was going into hospital um into the midwife unit was was obviously the plan if everything went okay Mm -hmm. um so I would rang them and they said because your waters are broken you need to come in within the next two hours so we can like see where you're at sort of thing and I was like yeah yeah that's fine that's fine I'll I'll make my way (laughs) so I was in no rush I was in no rush everyone came over my mom was like, oh, why don't we have some croissants? What, like, you need to make sure you've had something to eat sort of thing. Yay. Um, And then at about half six, because I was like, oh, I don't want them to start getting aggy at me because I haven't gone in. I was like, let's go in. So jumped in my friend's car, drove us to the hospital. It's about 10 minutes from mine, so it's not too far. Um, Went in and they were like, they have like a camera before they buzz you in. They were like, you're way too happy to be in active labour like this and I was like oh okay, okay. so I think yeah, and yeah. I went in um and I had someone like she, she she was okay she was she was quite nice she was very to the point which is fine and she was like oh you're about two centimetres and she explained obviously you can be two centimeters for a long time so she was like we think your first time mum your waters are broken, nothing tends to happen for 24 hours.
0: Oh my gosh, just they it. just don't mm. like that's not true at all. <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: But so that's what she said to me. So they actually scheduled me for induction the next day at half six.
0: Okay, so what would be the reason for the induction since your waters had already broken?
1: Because I was told because my waters are broken, I was then insus- susceptible I can't oh say that word to an infection
0: that is so, also not facts sorry there's going to be that part of me that's just i no i like that do it teach me oh my gosh um, that's just not the truth
1: mm so but i mean i wouldn't have known that so mm-hmm. had everything not progressed i would have gone back in a half six the next day for him to be i don't know whatever they would have done at that time cuz they would said that i could have had an infection
0: mm-hmm.
1: So anyway, so I was told nothing would happen. Like I was like, like they were quite like, it was, it seemed quite factual in that nothing's going to happen. They were like, have you had any contractions? And I went, I don't think so. However, about two minutes before she came in, I went to my mom, I went, Oh, that felt a bit funny, but it was in my back. So I just thought it was like a pregnancy pain. Do you know what I mean? Like the general sort of pain you'd have for the last month. So I didn't think anything of it. And I was like, and everyone said, when you feel a contraction, you'll know it's a contraction. And I didn't. I was like, oh, I just felt a little something. And mom was like, oh, I don't know, sort of thing. So she said, if you had contractions? I said, no. So she went, go home, take it easy. I'll see you tomorrow at half six. So by this point, it was probably sort of um half eight. I'm just trying to see if I wrote it down. Yes, about half eight. And I said the pain was a two out of ten at that point. So you're talking minimal, like absolute minimal. By the time I had got home, I've written down they were now a five out of ten and they were already every three to four minutes.
0: Oh, girl. My goodness. You get
1: Bear in mind, I lived ten minutes from the hospital. Literally, probably a minute after I got in the door, that's when everything switched up. And I was like, hold on a minute. So I'd gone upstairs. My mom had taken my dog out for a wee. Before she'd even come back upstairs, I was like on my knees on the floor, hands on the sofa, like getting myself into a comfortable position, doing my breathing. Mom was like, what are you doing? And I was like, it's happening.
0: <laughs> it's happening. <That's laughs> my mom was so like, beautiful because I see it as like your body felt safe in your home. And that's why you progressed so quickly. Your body was just like, let's have a baby so let's go and you feel safe at home so the second you got to your safe space your body's like it's go time (laughs) literally
1: so grace then got out the contraction timer so she was timing how long they were for the intervals in between them and i said i was like i was like i need to go back i was like i was like this is happening so my mom was like okay ring them because we've literally just left like it's been half an hour um So I rang them and they were like, oh, sweetheart, you've only just left. Run yourself a bath. You'll be okay. Like, take it easy sort of thing. And I literally said, so at this point I'd given the phone to them because they'd gotten stronger again. I've written down that by this point they'd already progressed to an eight out of 10 in terms of intensity. So I was struggling to talk to them because obviously she was trying to talk to me like I was just normal sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I passed the phone to Grace. And I just remember saying in the background, like, okay, I'll go in the bath, but it won't be long before I come back.
0: The fact that you even got that out, like there's so many signs that you're in active labor. The fact that you can't even talk to them, that's how you know she's mm. progressing. Like she can't have a conversation anymore because she's going in internal inwards to protect that space. Like that's just it's all there it's showing like you're it's happening. Yeah. So um then I went in the bath
1: I must have been then in there for maybe 10 minutes and then I was like no I was like I need to go now otherwise I'm going to be too uncomfortable in the car I was like because I I knew I did not want to be sitting or on anything I'd always planned that I wanted a water birth Mm -hmm. it's the place where I'm most happy where I'm most comfortable I knew I did not want to be sitting in that car while I was having full-on contractions so we then rang them again. I was like, I'm coming. And they were like, Oh, okay then. And you can hear them sort of be like, I can't sort of thing. So this time when I went up, they sort of looked at me and they were like, Oh, okay. Like maybe, maybe she's sort of thing. Like I wasn't screaming.
0: I was like,
1: I can just tell. So I went in and this was a different midwife. My midwife was called Joey and Oh, she was amazing. She was so amazing. So I had Joey and I had another midwife who actually normally worked when it's like emergency births. So this was her first time coming onto the midwife unit where obviously it's re- it's quite slow and you get to see the process from start to finish. She said that she was used to it's half an hour. You get that baby out. You make sure the both are alive. You move on to the next where she was saying, like, she got to come back and see me multiple times. Obviously, she got to come back and see Callan after he was born. So that was really nice because she was like, oh, my God, I love this. Like, she actually got, it was the first time she'd really seen the process, mm. um, which was nice. So anyway, I got back into my room and they went, what do you want to do? Sorry, that's my dog. She's dreaming. My <laughs> um, um, So they were like, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to get in the tub. And they were and and Joey was like, oh, yeah, that's absolutely fine. That's absolutely fine. Let's get you comfortable. So I got in and she was like, do you mind if I just have a look to see where you're at? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So they do the spreading of the legs, little torch, have a look down to you. And oh, yeah, you're five centimetres. You're well into active labour. And I was like, told you, told all of you. (laughs) Of course I am. (laughs) I was like, I'm not that dramatic.
0: (laughs) You know your body. There's definitely so many signs there too that that's what you're experiencing.
1: Yeah. So I then had some gas and air. And I was holding, I had one hand on like a handle. The other hand is holding on to Grace. She was giving me the gas and air and then in between giving me Luca's aid. (laughs) And then... As it progressed, my mum would hold my legs and she would, like, sway my legs left and right, almost in, like, a figure of eight. Anyone having a water birth, get your birthing partner to do that. I don't know what what it was. I don't know if it was the movement, if it just helped my muscles not, like, seize up. But it, it oh, my God, it felt so good.
0: <laughs> mm, I love it. Oh, good tip. Good tip. Yeah. Um, it really, really helps. So get them to grab your knees and just swish you back and forwards. <laughs> yeah just movement uh,
1: you're moving yeah your it's so helpful. yeah and it was really nice and like I said my midwife was amazing she let me turn onto all fours whenever I wanted there was a few times where when it really started to progress she was like do you want to try turning over gravity can help a little bit um and obviously with the water it was much easier to move and then at one point I was like no I want to turn back she was like yeah yeah absolutely turn back there was no sort of you should be in this position, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Okay. She was really sort of whatever feels good with you.
0: Oh, love it. And,
1: yeah, and I remember for me the biggest thing was with birth and what I really, I wish I'd been told more about is for me it was much more of a mental game than it was a physical one. Now I fully know for a lot of people, like your birth, obviously physically was a lot. But I think if your birth is sort of going to how you plan it and how you want it to be and it's all smooth, there's no medical issues, the in-between of the contractions mentally is hard because physically the pain for me, this is just for me, was okay. It's nowhere near the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. It, was, it wasn't it was that bad. It was 100% bearable. I didn't scream. I didn't cry. Obviously, I did like the, the birthing sounds. But you know, like you hear some people do scream. Some people do cry. They do find it really painful. For me, it wasn't at all. It's intense. Yes. But it's not painful. But mentally, in between each contraction, I was like, holy shit, I've got to do it again. And that's what I struggled with the most was in between being like, oh, I can't do it again. But I could because the next contraction would come and I'd be like, it's not even that painful. But then after that contraction, I'd be like, oh my God, no, I've got to do it again.
0: (laughs) Like your mind has its own perspective that's different than the body. (laughs) Yeah. So for people who are coming up to giving
1: birth or plan on having a birth in the future sort of thing, I would say really focus on, your mentality around it and have people there who are going to get you through that, whatever that looks like for you. For me, it was my mum being like, no, you're doing amazing. Like it, it is happening. Like, Because at one point I did ask for more pain relief and my midwife said, look, you, you absolutely can have it. However, you are quite far along at this point. By the time it kicks in, he's most likely going to be out. And you're then just gonna feel drowsy because you've had it. And I'm so glad she said that to me because I was then like, no, I don't wanna be drowsy. I wanna be yeah. awake. It's not gonna have any benefit sort of thing. And my mom was like, no, Claudia, you can do this. And she only said that because before I'd said, I uh, this is how I want to do it. If I don't need it, encourage me to keep trying. And obviously okay. that's if you have a birth partner that you fully trust and fully knows you and obviously my mum fully knows me she knew I was fine mm-hmm. it was okay. just that in between of me being like cuz I said I can't do it and she was like you can you're doing amazing and even the midwife was like oh my god no this is it's going so fast you're doing so well mm-hmm. um so definitely mentally is i think there needs to be a much bigger emphasis mm-hmm. on your mentality right. which i know is what a lot of what you're doing whereas I think especially my experience with midwives before birth they only talked to you about the physiology there was no sort of how do you feel about this what's your views on birth how are you gonna cope with how you're mentally feeling because it is a very intense experience for me there was none of that leading up to it Mm
0: -hmm. yeah So did you feel like when you were in it was it happening very fast did you have any concept of time
1: no concept whatsoever so it sort of felt like it had been going on a long time but I knew I knew it hadn't gone on that long so I knew I hadn't needed to go to the toilet I hadn't needed to eat or anything like that so I knew it hadn't been I wasn't like tired of I was physically tired but I wasn't like sleepy tired so I knew it hadn't been too long and because they kept saying like this is a really quick first birth
0: even just you uh, saying, I can't do it. I need something yeah. more. That's like typically when women are transitioning, they're saying those things. So it happens yeah. so fast for you. Like that's yeah. those are the golden words. That's like, yes, yes, you're so close. Yeah,
1: yes. Yeah, yeah. so, so that's why literally Joey was like, You can, but by the time it kicks in, he's gonna be out. Um, and I think that was actually probably about 20 minutes before he was born. Um, and then she was like oh do you mind if I do another check now all of their checks were just a torch and a mirror in the water
0: so I don't know if this is a UK thing because in North America that is absolutely not it they're physically going in there and feeling your Mm -hmm. cervix so that is a really cool hands-off way to do a check wow so what they're just checking for dilation then
1: Yeah, so literally just checking for dilation and if they could see anything. Because at this point she was like, yeah, I can see hair because my son was born with a lot of hair. So you can see little tufts of brown hair. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I didn't have any internal feelings or anything. Like I said, I do think my midwife was amazing. I do think she was very good because I know a lot of people who've had birth here and their experience has been very different. So I think ours is quite similar sort of a lot of times and I think also being on the midwife unit helped Mm. I think had I've been on a ward as well it would have been very different because I literally had like I said the same two ladies the whole time and also because it was a quick birth I didn't have any staff changeovers Mm. um because I don't know where in Canada do you just have one midwife like the whole birth or can they change
0: depending um typically it's your one that you go to in my case, it was one that I had been with for my whole pregnancy. And then we called her in for my birth when I was transitioning just because I didn't realize that I was coping so well. Um, so then I had her, but because I was in the hospital at that point, there was also midwives there. So it was like a whole mix up depending on I think the midwifery in Canada too, like where you go. Some of them are mm. a team of midwives and you don't really know who you're going to have at your birth, but you do meet all of them. So it kind of depends on the situation. We don't typically have like a midwife section in the hospital though. Like that's a whole oh, separate okay. entity almost. Like that's really cool when you say like this was the midwife area and then there's the your traditional hospital birth, I'd imagine in yeah. the other area.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just like a wing in the hospital. But that's interesting about your midwives because like, I'd had, I think, maybe four different ones between all my appointments and none of them were going to be there at my birth. Who's at your birth is just whoever's on duty that night. Okay. So 99.9% of the time, you won't have met them.
0: Wow, that could be so intimidating.
1: Yeah, which is why I think I'm so grateful that I got because actually when I was being, um, I was about to say released, what's the, what's
0: the word? Uh, like Discharged discharged that's it (laughs) released from the midwifery (laughs) it sounds bad isn't it I was released um yeah when I was discharged she
1: was an asshole the one who discharged me um so I was glad that I wasn't in in the evening (laughs) this is the morning um so where was I anyway yeah so obviously I was getting close to the end um they sort of said like no keep going um and then she was like yeah there's hair and then she was like put your hand down you'll be able to feel his head put your hand down and I was like oh my god and I put my hand hand down and I was like it felt so odd like so much softer now I know babies aren't born with a hard head or anything I'm not completely stupid but it was just I d- it was I can't even explain it I don't even know what it felt like but I was That's like cool
0: really, I totally know you do not expect it to feel like that. I. I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was just, yeah, I don't know, strange. And then I
1: remember another thing I didn't realise about birth was I didn't realise how much you could feel them go up and down the birth canal. Mm. So they were like, she kept being like, oh, my God, he's doing amazing. He knows exactly what he's doing because he was coming, not slowly by any means, but he was coming down, going back up, coming down. And she was like, he's doing it exactly right to not tear me anything like that she was like oh my god he's amazing (laughs) um and I remember him coming down and he must have come down quite far and then he must have gone back up but maybe not all the way back up or that's how it felt and I thought he was stuck and this was the only time that I ever panicked because I thought he was stuck but also my brother got stuck so sort of the one of the main birth stories that I've always been told was from my mum was my brother got stuck and it was quite traumatic and she had to have forceps then ventures she had to have multiple doctors literally yank him out he was black and blue everything like that so my that was my first thing was oh my god he's stuck and I literally remember being like he's stuck he's stuck he's stuck and she was Joey was so good she was like he's not he's not it might feel like that but he's doing exactly what he needs to she was like I promise you he's not stuck and I was like um Mom, um Mom. and mom's like no it's fine it's fine oh so goodness. that's another thing
0: <laughs> That's so good at how calm everyone was because oh. you're in like you are allowed in those moments you're so vulnerable to express your fears but to have them oh. held and then you know you're told back, you're safe, you're okay, everything's okay. That's exactly what you need in those moments. And I'm glad that your team was so good for that.
1: Yeah, 100%. And like, I I am so blessed and lucky that I had all of that going on. But again, that's another thing. And I know they can't teach you everything about birth. I know that. But like having someone there who has that knowledge to say to them, yeah, that's that's normal and it's okay like it's okay to feel like that but I'm reassuring you it's all fine but something like that I never would have known and had I have not had a good midwife or have had my mum who's given birth herself it might not have been like that Mm -hmm. like my birth partner could have been the biological dad who hasn't given birth and he might go well
0: is he stuck sort of thing do you know what I mean so Uh, or people who just don't trust birth and your baby and that could have immediately become an emergency when it wasn't it was just Mm -hmm. Colin doing exactly what he's supposed to do yeah so he
1: was doing his thing and then yeah then he pretty much just came out there was some big pushes which again intense and you can really feel the stretching but not painful I would say and then he just the head came out, and then I just took a few breaths, we we're just chilling. And then the rest of him came out, and then he got put on me. And the feeling is just, oh, I can't, I can't explain it. It is just, and I know some people don't have like the full wave sort of thing. I know not everyone has that, however, I definitely have that. My pictures are absolutely awful. I think I've sent you them to you. They are horrendous because my face. I think they're face.
0: beautiful. No, they're absolutely raw and real and freaking beautiful, I find. It's just the pure expression on your face of, holy, I did this. I'm tired, yeah. but I did this all naturally. It is, and it's like, I
1: was so excited, so overwhelmed. It was just beautiful, like, and it was, and he came out, and he didn't really cry but he was, he was awake, he was well, he was breathing, he was making noises, but he didn't immediately cry, which is something I also always see, is them saying the baby has to cry, they don't, Callan didn't cry, no one tried to make him cry either, which I'm glad about, but straight on my chest, and yeah, we were just chilling in the water.
0: That's Um, so beautiful, it sounds so beautiful, I can visualize it so well, just based on how you Shared your story. I feel like I'm watching the whole thing happen and it just feels so calm, so calm. Mm, It was, it was,
1: it was so nice. And then the only sort of complication I had was after they obviously the placenta has to come out. Normally that comes out. I don't, you probably know the time frame of roughly when it comes out. Um, but I think again, correct me if I'm wrong, it comes out with contractions
0: so they typically in a holistic nature i just learned this in my certification but depending on when you are in your most active labor how far apart your contractions are so say they're five minutes apart when you're in active labor double mm-hmm. that and that is how long it takes for your first contraction once your baby is born mm-hmm. to come back so say it was five minutes 10 minutes post baby you might have your first contraction and it takes about three to five contractions to birth the placenta with just the body Mm -hmm. doing it so it can be like anywhere from 10 would be pretty fast to like 90 minutes but we don't often see that amount of time happening for the birth of the placenta so I'm curious how yours went so that's interesting because considering how close my contractions were
1: you would have thought my placenta would have come out quite quickly after however after Callum was born I don't remember having one more contraction I never ever felt another thing Mm -hmm. um so I think it got to about 45 minutes and they were like look we need to have a look at what's going on because in the UK after an hour they then have to intervene because again risk of infection as I was told yeah. um so about 45 minutes they were like look why don't we get you out the pool we'll do his weighing and measurements let us just have a little look and I was like mm, okay and then I was a bit hesitant but when they said after an hour we have to look at intervening I was like no okay you can check then because I was like I'm not not having anything done now <laughs> so Callum went and did skin to skin with my mum and had his measurement stuff and done. Um, and they checked and she was like, can you try and push for me? And I was like, I haven't got anything left to push. I remember her being like push and I was like, I'm trying, but I can feel that it is the weakest push ever. I was like, that's not going to get anything out. So she's like, okay, try and go to the toilet. Cause apparently having a full bladder can prevent it coming out as easy. And obviously, cause it was quite a quick labor. I hadn't been to the toilet since I probably, before I'd gone to the hospital um so I went to the toilet and I was like mm, can't go for a wee didn't need a wee so she was like oh well, we might have to put a catheter in then I really didn't want a catheter in I don't know why I was just it like sounds
0: invasive mm-hmm. I had one in birth and they're invasive and they sound as scary as it feels like no thanks yeah. I don't want anything showed up yeah.
1: <laughs> no but I was like no thank you so Then she was like okay well we can try and give you the injection to help get it out, pitocin.
0: yeah. So I would be toasting.
1: So I was like, okay, I'll go for that one because mm-hmm. by this point, someone else, I think, had come in. I think she must have like said or something. Like, oh, we're still waiting for the presenter or whatever. Someone else had come in and said, if, if it's been an hour, and I just heard the word surgery, and I was like, mm, no, no, thank you, mm-hmm. nope, <laughs> my son's here. I'm staying with him. um so I was like no I'm gonna get it out I will get it out like this so in the end I had the injection and then another 15 minutes had gone by and nothing had happened and she was like "Mm, we really have to start doing something and I was like no I was like I'm gonna get it out I was like I will get it out she was like okay and you can just see her sort of being like "Hmm." okay like I understand what you want to do but maybe that's not what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. I just remember laying there and I remember being like I refuse to go to surgery have all of that I was like I've I've done the hard part of giving birth I was like I need to be able to walk home I need to be able to do everything for my son I was like I'm not doing anything else and then I don't really know how I somehow managed to push it out and I think
0: you were just like pushing and it came out
1: I was pushing and I was literally just pushing with everything I had that for me was the worst part which is so funny because everyone to me had always said oh that's the easy bit it just slips out it's time it just slips out for me that was the hardest thing because I was trying to push something out without any contractions after just giving birth so that was hard and I don't to be honest, I don't know how I managed to do it's probably a bit of the injection and a bit of me just being like I refuse to have anything
0: else (laughs) the will of a mama who just doesn't want to go to surgery is sometimes so powerful yeah
1: Yeah, so managed to get that out and she was like okay then they were like let's just check um I had two external grazes that was it so no need for stitches or anything like that um I was in active labor for a total of three and a half hours that was it
0: (laughs) for your first baby that is so wild oh my gosh (laughs) I remember on my end like I went to bed I woke up and got the message oh my gosh I'm in labor and then Mm -hmm. I swear I went for like a nap and I woke up and he was here so I'm like what on earth
1: is going on that's so literally everyone was so shocked because I had obviously like a very short li- list of who I was telling I think there was you my dad and my brother I think those were all the people who were being told as I went into labor and my dad was like oh my god so exciting like let me know when he's here and even my dad was like it was a few hours later and you messaged me being like he's here
0: oh I just I love that for you it's that's how you know you just never you never know how long it's going to be. A lot of us here yeah. first-time moms. It's a whole day, 48 hours, 72 hours, which absolutely can happen, but it can also be three and a half hours. Yeah, 100%. And then when,
1: obviously, I was with Callum for a bit longer, did more skin-to-skin, did some breastfeeding. Then he fell asleep. So, obviously, because I'd had a water birth, I decided it was good to have a shower because, um, obviously, you are in the water. So went and had a shower race wash my hair was nice came out just out of Callan we were just out having cuddles and I think I came out the hospital like I said it took a, it took quite a while for me to be discharged just because they'd done shift swap over so they were just being slow um came out came home got a McDonald's went to sleep <laughs> <Best ever.
0: laughs> that sounds so good oh my gosh what do you think like if you were to try and pick a moment that was your favorite in your birth what what moment would that be
1: are we talking apart from when he was here
0: yeah okay
1: apart from when he was born
0: because that's always going to be it that's always (laughs) at the end
1: i'd say either the water's breaking that was a really cool sensation or getting in the tub and I say that because I was so surprised at how warm the water was. Because I'd always been told you can't have hot baths. It's bad to hot, have hot baths, all of this. So I'd been sort of making mine not too cold because I wasn't fully listening, but like I wasn't having them as hot. That tub was warm. It was warm. Like I stepped in and I was like, yeah, this is nice. <laughs> because I was expecting it to be a bit cold.
0: <laughs> I would hope that it would be so nice and warm Mm -hmm. and nourishing like just that feeling of like being held that's what you want in a in water so I'm glad you felt that way I had hot baths the whole time in my pregnancy
1: (laughs) I I remember saying to you but yeah so I think I just expected it to be a bit colder because they kept saying like oh you can't have anything hot Mm
0: -hmm. and I was
1: like this is way hotter than my baths so but no that was really nice
0: I love that. Oh my gosh, it is such an a beautiful, truly beautiful story. I remember being pregnant, hearing your story and just going, oh, this is so refreshing and so nice. And because I love you, and you're one of my best friends. I'm like, she freaking did it. So I can do this too. And I hope that anyone who's pregnant listening to this episode feels the same like that that's the whole reason why we're talking about this because it is so possible like yeah
1: yeah I think I think that's the key thing of it's possible and I'm all for you should be aware of what can happen obviously birth is can be quite an unpredictable thing like I think you should be aware of obviously like you were aware of what happened with your birth obviously yours is quite different to mine but I think Mentally, it's so important to think actually, do you know what? there's nothing wrong with getting into the mindset of it is possible to have your dream birth sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like when I look at my birth plan, it was literally I want like pain relief, water birth, gas and air, if needed, pethidine, open to others, if needed, monitoring during stay, necessary checks, but if all is well, minimal interventions. Like everything I wrote on my birth plan happened.
0: Mm-hmm. I, and, and it's so simple and concise and that is exactly what it needs to be like these big beautiful birth plans are awesome so that you have clarity but a practitioner isn't likely going to sit and honor all of the little things they want something that they can just quickly glance yeah. understand yeah this is so yeah. to the point
1: yeah and I think that's a key thing and like I said, making sure your birth partners know what you want so they can advocate as well and help you decide if that's what you want. Because in that thing, your emotions are, you've got hormones flying all around everything. It's, but I think just having the flexibility of you're in control, but you're not in control, anything can happen, but no, yeah, just getting into that mindset of it is possible. Like I said, I'm first time mum never done anything on this before I hadn't had the most easy pregnancy so don't listen to easy pregnancy hard birth or like all of that like my pregnancy was I'd say mid it wasn't hard it wasn't easy like it it is so possible and I think for me when I was pregnant I struggled to find birth stories that were just positive mm-hmm. and I know obviously I don't expect anyone to lie sort of thing, but I do think the ones that sort of have more attention tend to be the really traumatic ones. And rightfully so, because they can teach us a lot. However, for those preparing for birth, I do think it's so important for them to hear it's not the big scary thing that you might read in the news.
0: Yes. 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 It's natural. It's physiologic. We are literally made to do it. So that's where and I see your birth as there were not a lot of people involved they were not a lot of people bothering you it seemed like you were just in it happened so quickly so that definitely helps because then they're like oh she's progressing everything's fine because physiologic birth can take yeah as long as yeah but it's nice to see that when you're left to do it it's completely fine and even with your placenta there's like there it, it could happen that you get an infection that very much could definitely yeah lower risk of it happening but i think too the second that they're like we want this to happen your body immediately is like oh like think of whenever stress is put on you you immediately tense and that's the last thing you want to actually release yeah. anything so it's very yeah. interesting how it's like that and i'm glad that in the end you gave it your all placenta was born like oh how, yeah. how do you feel looking at yeah. it and I
1: think that's also, if you sort of know how you want it to go, like I know some people are quite like, oh, I'm not going to think about birth, which is fine. If like, if, if that's what works for you, that's fine. But for me, because I knew how it wanted, how I wanted it to go, that meant I could say, no, I'm going to get this percenter out because that's what I want. If I'd have maybe not known, I maybe would have gone, oh yeah, okay. You, you do whatever you need to do. But then I might've looked back and gone, I wish I'd, hadn't have done that do you know what I mean I have I was able to sort of steer it in the direction that I wanted and it was like that throughout my pregnancy like um before he was born I was measuring well he was measuring on the 95th percentile so they told me he was going to be massive so actually the Tuesday so the day after he was born I had actually been booked in for well, I hadn't, they booked me in for a sweep, mm. which I think I'd mentioned to you because I was like, I don't know what to do because they were saying he was going to be massive. And I was like, I don't want to go in early just if he's going to be big. I'll figure that out when he's being born. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's another thing of I'm not saying don't listen to your doctors because <laughs> I know I don't want to say that. We'll but say it. <laughs> <laughs> But just be mindful, I was told my baby was ninety five percentile and they wanted to start my labour a few weeks early. He was born, he was on the 12th. So he was fine, he was fully healthy. But just be mindful, when they tell you you've got a big baby, you might have a big baby, and good good for you, good for your big healthy baby. But he wasn't, he was quite a ditty healthy baby. And had I have gone for that sweep, if he hadn't have been like, yeah, I'm ready already, like, it could have all been different then because. I would have gone for an intervention which in my case was unnecessary because he wasn't a big baby Mm -hmm. so I think it's just that like really do listen to yourself and have someone like have everyone hire her for their birth
0: I love you have someone
1: like that who can talk you through it and be like well do you 100% know that and I know you can't always 100% know everything but there was they did that from measuring a tape measure from the bottom of my boobs to the top of my new Like that was it. That was how they decided I had a big baby. Well, you might've not known that I'd had 10 pancakes for breakfast. I don't know if I had, but water weight bloating, how he was carrying. I had a lot of waters, <laughs> a lot. Yes. So people carry different. So I, yeah, I just think you've, you need to have someone like Hev who is actually going to speak facts to you, not what they've been taught in a textbook but haven't researched themselves is actually from a study done in the 1950s on five babies. Like,
0: (laughs) It is so true. And that's where I think evidence-based use that information because I think there are a lot of women out there that are told, oh my gosh, we need to induce you because your baby is way too big for either your body to birth your baby's health is at risk all of these things you have a small pelvis like it doesn't even make sense because your body made your baby and your baby is perfect for your body and it just that one drives me absolutely crazy because it is unnecessary and look it's so inaccurate with how they're they're checking like it's so inaccurate because they did the same with me and i think that a lot of women listening if they already have a baby you probably say, oh yeah, I understand. Like that happens to me too. Yeah. It's a common it one. Is. Yeah, so I think get people on your team who
1: know what they're talking about, but also do your own research. Like I said, I had no, there was no guidance offered to me on how to prepare for birth. Everything I did, I did hypnobirthing myself. I researched all the different things like pethidine. I didn't have a clue what that was before I was what pregnant. But Because in Canada, we must call it something different. So I'm trying to think what pethidine's the alternative to. Is,
0: is pethidine? Is it what for pain relief?
1: Yeah, it's a pain relief, and there's it's an alternative of something I can't remember. I'll find out and I'll let you know. But it was basically the 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 difference with pethidine is you're less likely to get nauseous and drowsy, okay, and it's, it's a
0: bit harder
1: ball. to transfer over through to the baby. So, but like, I wouldn't have known that because pethidine isn't the one they go to give. It's the alternative one that they give, which I can't remember what it is. But because I did the research, I knew I didn't want that one. I wanted this one. Callum would be less drowsy. I would be less likely to feel nauseous. Mm -hmm. So you can do your own research, but also if you've got someone like Hev, you haven't haven't got to do it, she'll do it for you.
0: (laughs) I have to do the research on the different countries and what they refer their drugs to because I find that so interesting. It kind of sounds like, a pain relief like morphine cuz morphine can make you really nauseous in a way i think morphine's a lot more intense than maybe this one cuz you have morphine in the uk
1: yeah, yeah yeah we have morphine i don't i don't think they go to give morphine unless you're in like severe pain i think that would be more sort of c section vibes <laughs> i might be wrong
0: yeah because i was on yeah. patient, so that's the one that i chose compared to an epidural i was like no <laughs>
1: I'll do this one Mm -hmm. but But so definitely doing your own research because like I wasn't given any information on your birth plan. So all of ours is done like through an app you Mm -hmm. basically like for them you do your birth plan on an app I wrote all of mine out and it does say what pain relief do you want most people only have heard of gas and air and epidural Yep, and that will sort of like everyone I've spoken to who's given birth those are the two they put down and I was like you can have a mobile epidural which means you can have the block but you can still walk around if you want to still be able to move there's loads of different ones yeah. that you're not told about
0: yeah yeah it's and just I, the I, basic. It. <laughs> it's the easiest the basic and maybe the one that makes them the most money too like epidurals I know in Canada that'd be how it would go like it all all that matters I think I think obviously
1: here because obviously we have the NHS I think here is sort of whatever makes the doctor's lives easiest
0: Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely same in Canada it's the same same thing which is like again a whole conversation that I'm so down to have like I love these conversations um but yeah to like wrap it wrap it all up is there anything else you want to add about your birth um, or oh, the only
1: thing I'll add is the time he was born so I have 33 tattooed on my arm because it is my angel number mm-hmm. um I see it all the time I've seen it ever since my nan passed who was born in 1933 um so Callum was born and Joey went and he's born at 1333 and I remember being like I have that tattooed on my arm oh, and God. I just thought. It was the most beautiful synchronicity because not so much my birth story, but just my life story. Helen has absolutely changed my world, absolutely saved my life. So for him to come and just that, it's just like that added level of synchronicity, not that it's needed or anything, but just so like, I love telling people that, especially people who are skeptics. They're like, oh, why'd you have 33? And I'm like, oh, it's my angel number. Oh, and then my son was born on that number as well. So yeah oh
0: my, my God, little angel that, baby. It gives me full body goosebumps truly like it is so that is so beautiful it's like he's always been talking to you mm. in the most beautiful way like you didn't even know until now and all this happens and you're like oh it's always been you you were always yeah. talking to me
1: yeah that is that is the biggest thing in my life of what i was missing and what i was looking for
0: i love that and then i so got him Oh my gosh, so perfect. And you're such an incredible mom. Like, obviously we talk often and the stuff you do with Callan and how you do it all by yourself. Like, it just, it's so inspiring. It's so, yeah, like, you're so inspiring. You do it all. And I can't even imagine because I have my partner. So, um, <laughs> holy hell, you do it all. Yeah. Um, Maybe if- maybe we'll have to do
1: another podcast comparing, like, what do you call it? Dual parenting? I don't know. When you
0: have two just like cute. normal parenting, and then yours is like solo. Because yeah. the other
1: thing—that's another thing—a lot of negativity about single parenting.
0: Oh my god!
1: And I was like, I would like to break that a bit. Don't get me wrong, fucking hard, but there are many benefits to it.
0: Oh yeah, and we've discussed them. That would be such a good idea for another podcast. Actually, I'd love to talk about that because that is more common than I wish. I wish it wasn't as common as it is, but. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think
1: many people plan for it, but
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. there's definitely. I feel like you'd get some interesting TikTok comments if you posted something like that on there. Of me being like, single mother, it's amazing. People be like, how dare you raise kids without fathers?
0: TikTok is a whole other world, okay? TikTok is like, oh my gosh, the trolls on there, the things that people say. It
1: mom dog is insane like I see like someone shuts the door because their baby is napping which I fully do for Callan so it's quieter and he can sleep peacefully you're shutting your child out oh my god and I'm like
0: eh. Gosh, I just want my child to sleep peacefully <laughs> I almost feel like sad for the moms nowadays who are so mm. enveloped in that world because it could be really toxic like yeah. we don't listen to our intuition when we're just scrolling on tiktok thinking oh that's truth and we have to apply that
1: no i want to say it's wow. insane
0: well i want to say thank you thank you for coming on and being vulnerable and sharing your birth and i'm so happy and lucky to have had you on here especially as the first birth story i mean i knew how it went and it's just such a it's a joy oh i feel honored thanks for having me
1: i feel like i've spoken nonstop. <laughs>
0: That's the point. This is your time. It's your time to shine and take up the space that like is rightfully yours. Um, I don't know if you want to share anywhere for people to find you because you are doing a little something on the side.
1: I have. I've started a mom podcast. So it is at a mama's moment uh you can find me on instagram and it's mama like m-o-m-m-a so it's a mama's moment um the whole point is sort of to allow mums to have a few minutes of self-care and i've started a podcast and i am designing a journal for mums have no idea when that'll be out because in between doing a course having my son a dog and doing everything else it's it's probably going to be a while but yeah so if you're into sort of like self-care spirituality and mom stuff then yeah I'd love to have you
0: I love it I'll have it all in the like information of this episode too so that's easy for people to find it and find you because I absolutely love your podcast so far it's been just it's something that I haven't seen out there. I think it's really unique. So I know we need that as moms and you're doing so much. You're so ambitious and that is inspiring too, just like having big goals and you're going to teach Palin how to have big dreams and to follow through on them in the little pockets of time that you find.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I can't wait to have you on my podcast. Yes,
0: I'll be there. I'm so down. I'm so down. Okay, thank you so much. I love you. All right, love you too. Thank you. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. It is not the last like this. Not the last like this. I think that we need to talk about all of these beautiful birth experiences to show us how beautiful birth can be. I know, Claudia, like we just heard, loved birth and would do it again. And I think that is to be said and to hopefully inspire other women who are pregnant, who are nervous to get pregnant again potentially whatever your situation may be know that you have all of the power to have an empowered and beautiful birth thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode we love you so so much and I will see you all very soon bye guys